0: Hi there, Editor Simon here, just a quick reminder to check your local fire safety
1: regulations before you start a fire in any space. Hiya Ben, how you doing?
0: I'm doing fabulously, thanks Brent, it's been a long time since we chatted.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The words, it's now, it was it was kind of winter and now it's kind of summer. Although in podcast land, podcasts come out every couple of weeks. In real life, things have changed a little bit.
0: We're in a little bit of a haze of smoke, just beginning to build up here in, in northern Ontario because uh, of some wildfires in the region. And I hear there's also one north of you in Scotland.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I think yours are probably bigger, um, although in little Scotland, uh, we're getting very excited and, and uh and worried about our one as well. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a danger to major cities, but it's the biggest one that we've had, and you guys are having problems both sides of uh, both sides of the country.
0: Yeah, all the way across. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the Coleman stove, which is an American brand, um, and my understanding is that it was really kind of took favour in North America, at least during the Second World War, when the Coleman company were asked to produce uh, five or ten thousand stoves that had a really kind of wide fuel burning capacity lots of different options and um then it kind of hit the camping market in the 50s and 60s over here Wow,
1: well, there's a man who's done some research <laughs> so yeah we um i was I, I think my my thoughts on a coleman stove were so, sort of different to your thoughts I, I was thinking of a coleman stove as being um i've got a coleman multi-fuel stove which i've never quite going got going properly because it i bought it as a secondhand damaged stove and i think yours isn't multi-fuel at all is it
0: No, mine is uh, advertised and sold as a propane stove. So even with Coleman branded propane tanks, um, usually about uh, half a pound or a pound tank that connects right in and it's a two burner
1: stove. So it's not really it's not really like a backpacking lightweight stove, but it's a great um, it's a great family uh, group kind of stove. You've got two burners so you can do proper cooking and you've got... uh, a half pound or a pound canister, so you've got lots of gas.
0: And I've even had uh, friends, at least in North America, you can get kind of 10 and 20-pound canisters for for your barbecue, uh, for your gas barbecue, as opposed to your charcoal barbecue. And I've had friends, when they go on big camping trips across the country, they will just connect their Coleman stove to their two-burner stove to their big canisters. They don't ever have to worry about fuel but as you say it's really for car camping or or what i would call front country camping mm-hmm. as opposed to back country camping um so it's you know the the tank itself is a pound and the stove is 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 heavy it's aluminium and comes with a top that becomes a windbreak and it's pretty heavy which sounds totally different from your experience with Coleman stoves
1: yeah i just thought of a the Coleman multi, multi-fuel it's not the lightest stove in the world but it's kind of a kind of I don't know, midweight, heavyweight backpacking stove that you can run on white fuel or kind of pe- unleaded petrol, or I think possibly meths, you know, whatever, whatever you can buy locally around the world. But yeah, not propane. And yours is specifically pro- propane, not just yeah, gas. it's
0: it's right on the. I've, I'm I'm old school, so I still have the box that the uh, stove comes in. At least not to scratch up the metal when it's banging around in the back of a car or indeed our little motorhome and so the box has uh you know Coleman propane and then on the side of it insist on Coleman propane mm-hmm. tanks although you can get any brand uh and it's it's a kind of a universal screw-on connector that then connects to the stove itself and you have two adjustable uh, dials one for each uh, burner and um raging heat to low simmer and as you say, you can cook some pretty amazing food on that um, uh, with, you know, unlike the Kelly kettle, which if you're cooking, you're going to get lots of smoke on the bottom of your pans and lots of soot on the bottom of your pans. This is a, a clean cook, so it's very easy to to then clean up afterwards.
1: That's right. I think we've done some fairly chefy things with it when we've been visiting you in Canada. Um, so, yeah, um, I wonder about the propane. So over in, in Scotland, a lot of our gas stoves will be butane or sometimes a butane mix with a bit of propane but they're always a bit always a bit rubbish once you get down to just above freezing point and people end up like sleeping with a gas can in their sleeping bag so they can use it in the morning so maybe maybe you guys in canada are just geared up with propane and it just copes with being a little bit colder
0: oh for sure we were out about a month ago um kind of got down to zero one or two degrees overnight uh we were in our motor homes for some warmth uh, but we cooked with this with this stove pretty effectively at kind of three four degrees above above freezing so yeah maybe maybe that's why it's more popular over here because we will get colder longer i suppose because that was just in just in May that it was still mm-hmm. getting down to zero overnight.
1: Wow, so it sounds a fantastic stove. You can be really chefy. you can simmer, you can cook properly, you've got two burners, you don't run out of gas. I'm going to have to ask you, Ben, apart from the fact it's a little bit heavy, is there anything wrong with it?
0: Is there anything wrong with it? One of the dials is hot to cold, so it's really easy to navigate because when you have it down at a low simmer, it's not going to switch off, but the other dial is low to low to hot. So when you're switching it down to a low heat, you can Uh disconnect the flow of the propane. So you think that it's going to be simmering, but in fact, you've switched it off. And if it's a bright sunny day and the propane is burning blue white, if -hmm. the sun's going in the wrong direction, you can kind of not see when you've switched it off. Now that's uh, just something you have to kind of get used to. And you have to pay attention to the fact that one of the dials is low gas flow to high gas flow. And the other one is high gas flow to low gas flow in the same turning direction. Um, once, Once you've got past that, I think it's a phenomenal big family, big cook kind of approach to camp cooking. Now, you do have to make sure you have enough propane, but that's just something you have to account for. So I always have a spare canister. I've never run out. I think. Right. Like, but that's me.
1: I like. No, um, I'm, that's exactly what I'm laughing at, Ben, because you're, all, you're always Mr. Prepared and Mr. You know, if anyone's Mr. Spare Canister, it, it's you. <laughs> and uh, I hate to say it, but if anybody is Mr., like, run it right down to empty and possibly have to ask the neighbours if they've got a spare can I can use for 10 minutes, it's me.
0: Yeah. But that's, you know, that's how it works out, right? Like, um, I, I think we've had some amazing breakfasts on this stove. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the pieces would be that it is, you know, it's probably I don't have a tape measure on me, but it's probably four hand widths across and two hand widths tall. Uh, So it's really quite big. Um, Yeah, I but it's but if you're car camping, you're tent camping with a big group, it does allow you to quite easily heat up quite a lot of food quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean two, but two burners is great when you've got a lot of people. You know, you're not queuing up, and people are eating in shifts. And by the time the by the time the last person's getting fed, the first person eight ages ago and they've got drunk. Um, there, there's a nice sociability to everyone being able to eat at once, um, and it's not always the easiest thing to do when you're camping. Um, so I'm just thinking, if if you're maybe another positive of your two burner Coleman. If it's that size, is that you buy the Coleman stove and you go camping, you don't have to buy a cook set for it because you can you can bring everything from the house.
0: Exactly. And that's how we started out for sure. Um, now there are versions that come on legs, the attachments underneath. There are this, the one I have is just kind of sits on the camp. You know, I'm really fortunate to be camping in mostly provincial and national parks that have every campsite will have um like a picnic table with fixed uh, benches either side of the table and a big tabletop mm-hmm. and there's usually room for six or eight people so we use one end of the table as the cooking area and then we eat at the other end and so you know it, that is the other convenient piece to this so that it's really it's really very good quality and i'm trying to think this classic one i've had probably now for f- 14 or 15 years. It's the one we took with you to that disastrous trip to Quetico. Well, it was only um, partly disastrous. It was only partly disastrous. That was mostly the the terrible weather. And it's it's for all of that kind of big group cooking. It's really
1: fantastic. Yeah. So was that your first stove then, Ben? Kind of. As kind happened.
0: of. I think so. Yeah, quite possibly. Wow. Just because we, I wasn't, when I first came to Canada, doing much... Um, back country camping right Mm -hmm. and uh i certainly you know if you were to take this out then this would be kind of expedition i'd want a some sort of trolley or pushchair or trailer if i'm biking attached to the back of the bike right like this is it's chunky it's um i'm trying to think about trying to find out how heavy it is but it's it's pretty incredible Maybe maybe
1: three pounds if you include a gas can
0: Oh I'd say heavier than that. I'm oh, lifting okay. it up now and I've got a full gas can. It's probably 10 pounds Oof. Okay.
1: Yeah. So maybe yeah, so maybe short cycles. Short cycles but otherwise it's kind of car camping or a Yeah. A short distance carry. But yeah. it's fine for, it's great for provincial campsites and it is pro- it's proper chefy stuff and you don't need to buy anything except yeah. the stove. Um and it seems to have lasted well yeah. the quality seems to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. And and it's really easy to clean. So the the lid folds down to cover the stove oh. area, and then when you open it up, that lid folds 180 degrees away, so the whole surface is wipeable. Um, it also comes with two windbreakers either side, so you can direct it so you wind you're facing away from the wind, um and everything is it's kind of a galvanized coated metal that is really easy to clean. So um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's very. Um, helpful it's got a handle for easy carrying if you don't want to keep it in the box um yeah yeah but heavy as f
1: <laughs> yeah i think the windbreaker's got a lot of, the windbreaker is quite a big deal really i think and um obviously it keeps the wind off it so you, you get you can get a hot and maximum burn but also you save a whole lot of gas and i think if you don't have a windbreaker people attempt to do silly things with it people attempted to put it in the back of their truck or put it in the tent or whatever. So yeah. if you've got a decent windbreaker, people will stay outside with it. And it means that first-time campers aren't going to do something horribly wrong with it.
0: Yeah. And how does this description that I'm giving you differ from the multi-fuel one you have?
1: Oh man, my, my multi-fuel one's da- is down in my, in my garage just now. So the multi-fuel one is sort of looks looks almost like um like a paraffin lamp from a western, maybe. That's okay. Of, so it's maybe about a foot high. At about five inches in diameter and its width. Um, so it's got a tank on the bottom of it. It's got a couple of funny U-shaped tubes. So the fuel, the whatever liquid fuel you're using, goes through a tube that goes past the burner so it gets preheated. Um, and then it kind of looks a bit like a gas stove or a petrol stove at the top. And totally different, really. So it's a, sing- it's a single burner. It looks much more like a camp stove. Um, and it's designed to be one of these around sort of the world things that wherever you are in the world, there'll be something that you can buy that you can use as fuel okay. for it but i think as you say Coleman make make a massive range of stoves. stoves uh when you first mentioned Coleman the multi-fuel one was kind of what i was what i was thinking
0: and i think they also probably do a single burner version as well i, yeah. I remember when i'm grockling in various uh camping stores they they do a butane version of this the one i have for one like a one burner stove version that would probably be half the weight yeah, it's, it's quite the brand over here in North America and certainly seems to have kept up its quality as far as I can tell with the various, you know, this this one, I don't know. I haven't bought a Coleman stove in the last two or three years, but this one is kind of now 15, 16 years old. So not getting daily use, but certainly getting multi-day uses. That's great. So. That's
1: great. And it's the same, am I right in thinking it's the same thread as everyone else uses? Yeah, so it'll fit a jet boil and it'll fit a primus and it'll fit the old EPI stoves and things like that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, cool. cool. I've got a primus stove that uh my mum gave me and it was secondhand when she gave me it, and that was 25 30 years ago. So that's my my single burner gas stove is a is a I guess it's in late 1960s uh primus one which will which will take Coleman stoves, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's just a kind of bum basic stove.
0: And as we're implied at the beginning, I think one of the advantages of of this is that when we're in settings like we are now, like Northern Ontario and probably most of the provinces, uh, across the country, are now in fire bans, And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's the reliability and the switch off and onable of, of the flame is, is really key. And so we're still allowed if we're camping to be using propane stoves, uh, here. Huh. Yeah okay
1: so that's a big deal really isn't it so so there's a few of this a few of our favorite stoves are not going to be usable during a fire ban so um our aluminium stand at the kelly that's yeah. staying at home for a little while isn't it
0: it is yeah and in fact the last time we went out my son and i back country camping mm-hmm. canoe camping we took the Trangia because it wasn't an open flame but maybe that was pushing things a little bit
1: oh well, yeah so the Trangia kind of it's not an open flame but it is a flame isn't it it's, and yeah. you can it hasn't got a switch to turn it off, no. although it has got the some of them have got the wee lid that you can smother it with. I wonder what they'd say about that. Because I was looking at you sent me a link in the last 24 hours or so about the, the Canadian fire band. And I was I was being a hipster sort of smart arse, thinking, well, that's fine, I'd be okay with like a biolite stove or something like that, which is like a, a wood-burning stove stove, but quite a sophisticated, tidy wood-burning stove. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that uh, the Ontario Parks Authority had a photograph of a biolite stove going, nope, you can't use this. Um yeah. So they, they, um, they knew about people like me coming.
0: Yeah, and certainly um, I was a bit surprised they said no candles. Something that's used over here a lot is citronella candles to keep away the bugs. Um, they're not permitted. So it's it's very interesting that that even though you and I would consider the fire in a Kelly kettle or a biolight to be quite restricted, it still has that potential for um, sparks flying off into what is incredibly dry environments. uh usually my region i was looking at the weather and the reason for the fire ban uh we usually get by this time of the month this time of june we've had 85 millimeters of rain and we've had five so far in the first 14 days of june so it's it's the environment around us is is very uh risky becoming a fire quite quite easily and obviously if we're out in nature we want to leave it as we find it and in fact maybe pick up a bit of rubbish or trash on our way in and out so we're leaving nothing but footprints
1: yeah well exactly i mean we're going out there because we like we like it it's a beautiful place to be um so it's up to us to make sure it stays that way and and uh yeah not not let anybody down i think with things like the kelly kettle i guess um I mean, if you were using the kelly kettle in canada i know that you would use it on in a provincial park you'd use it on top of one of the metal grids probably so you wouldn't be putting yep. any heat onto the ground if i was using a kelly kettle car camping i tend to take a big big flat piece of wood and stick it on there or a big piece of stone but i can understand that some people might take a kelly kettle just put it on the ground and run it and it puts a lot of heat into the ground and you could easily start a fire that way um so I guess I understand the park authorities' caution, and uh, yeah, we just all have to go out and buy uh, propane stoves. <laughs> what a great excuse! What a great excuse.
0: Well, thanks very much for chatting to me about. what ended up being a slightly different focus. Um, <laughs> I really appreciated learning a little bit about the multi fuel stove. That might be something I have to look at in investing in.
1: I think there's a future podcast on, uh, if not multi fuel stoves, certainly uh, certainly petrol stoves. Um, although now i think about it both of my petrol stoves are a little bit dicky but they were they were great when they worked <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt
0: <laughs> well it was yeah it was lovely to chat to you and i think next time we're going to be talking about possibly the national and provincial park uh fireplaces that and the and this and the capacity to use those when there isn't a fireman
1: yeah, I think that's a great idea. We, we, we've we been discussing re- right from the start that one of the standards you should mention, I think in, in Canada, one of the standards you can measure your, all of your stoves against is what's it like compared to no stove and just turn out with some cooking gear and use the facilities that the park authority provides you.
0: Okay, well, we'll chat soon. Yeah, nice to speak
1: to you today. Ben.
0: And thanks to all of the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, now. Bye.